Welcome to Sasquatch Ate My Baby. I'm Kate. That's Dave. Hello. And the soup of the day is Hungarian goulash. Mmm, good. It looks good. Look at it. Well, they can't see it. <laughs> but you can. So good. <laughs> so much yummy to my eyes. Uh, yeah. We are Sasquatch Ate My Baby. And this is our podcast. And we talk about stuff. Yeah. What's the cup of the week? <laughs> um, this artisan handmade clay mug brought Beautiful. to us by. <laughs> but how well does it hold liquids? <laughs> Terribly. <laughs> There's holes everywhere. It's basically a funnel. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm so sorry to hear that Michael died. Oh, yeah, so tragically. <laughs> but Kate's back on the market. <laughs> yeah, listeners, send us some fan mail. <laughs> and you can send us fan mail at sasquatchatemybaby at gmail.com or on Twitter at sasatemybaby or on Instagram at sasquatchatemybaby on Facebook at sasquatchatemybaby. And also, if you're on Twitter while you're at it, how about you tweet at Netflix Canada and ask them to bring Bob's Burgers back? Yes, do that for sure. <laughs> because what the fuck? Come on, Canada. Netflix Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So there you go. That's what's new. We got a new cup. It's a funnel. Michael's dead. What else is new with you? Uh, I went skiing for the first time. Uh, not yesterday, but the day before. That was your first time? My, well, you know what? I have a very distant memory of us <laughs> going. <laughs> us? Well, maybe not us. Like, not yeah. me and you. But like, I remember going on like a school trip. I missed that school trip because I had a broken leg due to skiing. Oh. <laughs> Isn't that ironic? That's a fact. <laughs> How'd you do? Uh, I did actually was the best in my class. So uh, You were the best at the French fry and pizza? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so Mount Washington did uh, Discover Days where if you were a first time like beginner, beginner skier that you would get a free lesson and free rentals for the day and then Easy Acres Pass. That's awesome. Yeah. And but the Easy Acres Pass was only good till three o'clock, which is what my lesson ended anyways. Mm. Um, <laughs> Tricky bastards. Tricky bastards. <laughs> um, but it was only $12 to upgrade to night skiing. Oh, so you went for $12. Yeah, so basically, yeah. I, my entire day cost me $12. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, because they didn't make you re-rent your everything else at all. Yeah, just keep it. What are they going to do? Yeah. Chase you down the mountain? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, Michael, who is alive in this story. <laughs> he died skiing, tragically. <laughs> tragically. <laughs> and then I threw up a birthday party the next day. <laughs> well, yeah, he just died. <laughs> um... Yeah, uh, well, because he's really good at skiing. Like, he can do, like, backward skiing and, like, circles and, like, all sorts of things. And he really wanted to go skiing, so he met up with his uncle and did a couple, like, of the really hard ones with him. Some double black diamonds? Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) And then, yeah, he, he did a couple of those with him, and then he, his uncle got sore, so he did some on his own, but then the $12, like, I upgraded his pass, so it cost me $24, I guess. Um, Shit. I upgraded his too so that we could do some night skiing together just on the easy runs and he could just see how good I was. He thinks I'm really <laughs> shitty. Well, yeah. It was your first day. You are shitty. Yeah. But I was good for like my first day. I, yeah. I, I You're the top of the class. I didn't fall down once in the class. And then the instructor told me I was doing really good. 
To be fair, top of the class, you're 28. Everyone else was seven and six. It's not fair. <laughs> no, it was an adult class. Never. All right. Keep telling me your story. Um, yeah. No. And then when I did fall down, it was because I was skiing with Michael and he was going really fast in front of me. And then he fell down on purpose for some reason because he kept wanting to see me fall down so that he could teach me how to get back up. Oh, and you just wouldn't fall. Yeah, and I wasn't falling because I was like... Well, don't you just get up? I, like, what is there to do? You get up. Not when you have your skis on and you're like... I don't remember. I was 13 the last time I skied. Sliding but. down. Every time I like, tried to get up and I was like, oh, I can't move. <laughs> and, then, <Okay. laughs> and then he tried to teach me a method to do it. And so I'd try it and then I'd just slide down the hill. So I took my skis off and did it. But yeah, I that fell works. down because he fell down in front of me and it like confused me. And I was like, <laughs> I'm scared. So... <laughs> So his plan worked. Yeah. It was brilliant. Yeah, no, I had a really good time, though. And then the next day, we had a dinner party, which you were invited to. I didn't go. I made a really too cool for it. nice salmon with a white wine sauce. Oh, shit. And I made an orzo salad. I don't even know what that is. And another girl brought a salad, but it was a different salad. Was it good? Yeah, it was good. Mm, that wasn't very convincing. I don't know. It was fine. <laughs> <laughs> and then I made a bunch of appies. And yeah. And drank all the booze. And drank all the booze. Yeah. Partied hard. Yeah, no, it was good. Should've and I was it. in bed at nine. Tis, tis, tis. What about you, Dave? What's new? Well, I got my sleep apnea machine. Ooh. Do you have sleep apnea? Oh, yeah. Big time. <laughs> but did did you, I not mention that? No, you mentioned that you were like, getting tested for it and trying oh. it out. Well, I got a machine. Oh, yeah, I guess I didn't get the machine since the last time we talked. Yeah. Well, my, okay, well, the test results were, I think it's called the AHI, which is basically how many times an hour you stop breathing for 10 seconds or more, or your breath is so shallow that it doesn't oxygenate your blood for 10 seconds or more. And it goes from... Like minor to severe, and severe is 30 plus. <laughs> so how many times do you think I would stop breathing in an hour? I Just throw out a guess. I feel like you're over the 30, right? Just throw out a guess. 72. 96.7. What? In an hour? In an hour. So like every 37 seconds, I would stop breathing <laughs> for 10 seconds or more. It's not good. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> so I got a machine. Mm-hmm. I've had it for three nights. How are you feeling? More uh, rested? Well, today I feel great. I don't know about the other two days because mm-hmm. today's my first day back at work and that's when I really wanted to find out. But I feel awake and alive. Mm-hmm. Fancy. And I got my stats because I wanted to change masks the f- after the first night. So I talked to the guy and it went from 96.7 in an hour to 10. On the first night. Aww. So that's great. That's so sweet. I won't die. You won't die. My dad has one too. Those machines used to be really archaic. Yeah. It I remember like my <laughs> uncle having one and it was huge. <laughs> he looked like that guy from, uh, is it Batman? What, Bane? Yeah. Uh, I know, Bane yeah. just wore a wrestling mask. No. who's What superhero is the one that has, maybe it's Spider-Man, that has like a mask and there's like tubes coming out of the side? Could be like. I don't know. Mr. Freeze? I don't know. Um, two Dudes Movie Reviews pop- Podcast. Tell us what movie I'm thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bane had tubes coming out of him, but it was like to his arms and shit. I think it's Bane that I'm thinking of. 
maybe. The new Batman movies, or the last trilogy that Christopher Nolan made, he had a mask on. But, I don't know. Here. There's the first mask I used. The nose one. <laughs> you look like an elephant. Well, the problem was I kept opening my mouth so the air would go through my nose and out <laughs> my mouth. So you had to get one that covered your mouth. So I got this one. That's more the archaic style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My dad used to have that style. Now he just has the nose one. It's not so bad. No? Well, the first night I used it, I bruised my nose because I had it on wrong and I had it on too tight. <laughs> but last night I figured it out. And I'm going to keep trying the nose one just to try and make it work because it's way more comfortable. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah. So that's my life. Congratulations. You're alive. I won't die of heart attack or stroke anytime soon. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. I also started intermittent fasting. Like The Rock does? Maybe. Hmm. Does he do that? Yeah, like boost your metabolism and stuff. Mm-hmm. And keto. Oh, don't do keto. Why not? No, it's, it's like... You have to eat meat. Mm, it's not good for your body. <laughs> Why not? It's just not. And um, But so, everybody's doing it. I know, and that's what's driving me nuts. I went to go to... um. What is it? Chapters, because I live there, basically. And you never get what you're there for. And I never get what I'm there for. Every time you text me, like, I was here for something, and now I have this instead. Yeah. And I, anyways, I went there to look at some vegetarian cookbooks the other day, because I'm thinking about going, like, partially vegetarian. Like, I'm still going to eat fish and, like, meats that are hunted by, like, my family or meats that I know ethically are. harvested yeah, foods ethically, yeah basically is the idea because we watched a really upsetting documentary and <laughs> no, I have some very strong feelings and I asked not to watch it and Michael said no you have to watch it and I cried and that's why he's dead now <laughs> and you're a vegetarian or slash wild game meat person mm-hmm. well I haven't done it yet but anyways I went but to go yes. there and I went to the entire cookbook section and I was looking for the vegetarian one because I'm like People have been vegetarian for years. There will be tons. There's like a little section of vegetarian books. There's three <laughs> sections of keto. Are you serious? There's three. I should go get one. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, <laughs> every book was keto. And I was like, I'm pretty sure like this diet's bad for your pancreas. Like, How come? I think there's something to do with all the fatty foods that's in it that your body just can't metabolize it. I don't know the I don't know the specifics. Don't ask me. I'm not a doctor, but it's not good for you. <laughs> well, you're not a doctor. Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll try it for now, and we'll see. How about no? <laughs> you can't tell me what to do. Eat better. I am. You should eat how I'm going to eat. I was a vegetarian for a month. Yeah, do it again. Moving on. Moving <laughs> on. <laughs> Although February, I'm going sober. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> but Valentine's is in February. I have a cheat day. <laughs> a wine cheat day. Okay. <laughs> wine isn't an alcohol anyways. <laughs> I'll also be a non-keto cheat day because I want to go out for a nice meal. Yeah. True day it. True day it. Yep. Oh, I have to make a retraction. Oh, yep. A my bad, I called it in the book. It's a my bad. Okay. We'll just That'll be what we call them from now on. My bad. All right. Well, my bad. <laughs> Rocky Ford doesn't have Journey in it. The song Hearts on Fire is by John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band. (laughs) My bad. (laughs) And I noticed that like 20 minutes after we recorded last week. (laughs) Uh, What are we talking about today? Um, Ghosts. Maybe? No, (laughs) we're not. Um, Well, I am. You are, yeah. 
you were gonna, and then you went off a tang- on a tangent because yeah. that's what we do. I started reading, and then I took a hard left turn down Tangent, Ave- tangent Avenue. Tangent Lane. Tangent Lane, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, how do you want to do this? You want, can I have two? Do you want me you to go? Two. Then you should you, go then first, you. and then I'll go. Mine's kind of long because I ha- like went on a deep tangent. <laughs> I went on. A- <laughs> I went down a rabbit hole. <laughs> That's good. That'll be fun. It sounds interesting. Yeah. Um, before we go on, though, I want to give mm-hmm. a shout out to oh, yeah. a shout listener, out. James K. From Van- what up, James? Yeah, from Vancouver. He's been super supportive, super interactive uh, with our social medias, um, and we just want to give him some recognition, like we've given other listeners in the past. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. You could get a shout out too. Mm-hmm. Just say something cool to us. Yeah. Pretty much. Basically. <laughs> or tell us a story. Mm. Those are the best. Yeah. We've only ever had one, but it was amazing. Yeah. I really like interacting with the listeners. It's Me fun. too. Happy fun times. Woo! It's closing time. <laughs> Is that the theme of the show now? That's our, yeah, it's our only song. It's the only song that exists. But what about all the other songs you used to sing nope. on the show? They're- you literally wrote songs for the show. Yeah, I wrote closing time for the show. <laughs> Just over and over again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what about when you rapped Men in Black? Um, you gonna the try closing, rap time. closing time. That <laughs> 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 uh, was good. All right, should I start? Mm, yeah. All right. Well, I started my research with Civil War ghosts. Ooh, ghosty friends. This first one isn't about, well, it's kind of about the Civil War, but it's it's half and half, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's during the Civil War-ish. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, in 1866, thousands of children were orphaned due to the Civil War. Mm-hmm. And the need for homes was solved by opening the uh, Children's Orphanage in Gettysburg on November 22nd. So when you told me earlier that there was no asylums. This isn't an insane asylum. This is an orphanage. <laughs> what? It's a totally different thing. Mm-hmm. With the same amount of abuse and torture and no regulations. Definitely. Okay. <laughs> the next story's not, though. The next story's about soldiers. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. promise. So it's in a hospital, then. <laughs> It's in a tavern that was turned into a field hospital. <laughs> Where do you think people die? <laughs> On the streets. In cemeteries. You need mass people to die to make ghosts. Ghost towns. That's, there's no ghosts in ghost towns. There's no people in ghost towns. No, that's why they're ghost towns. They're called ghost die. towns because nobody's there. There's ghosts in Barkerville, and that was a ghost town. You're in Barkerville. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Orphanage. Mm-hmm. By 1868, there were 60 children. Oh, right, sorry. It started with 22 children, 10 girls, 12 boys. 1986. Nope, 1968. <laughs> nope, 1868. <laughs> there were 60, and by 1869, it was overcrowded and they were adding new buildings. Um, in 1870, the monetary support had died down, and a new teacher, Rosa J. Carmichael, Carmichael, started. She was described as having few equals and was a most 
assiduous, assiduous, and faithful worker. Yeah, that word. You can email pronunciation to baby <laughs> at gmail.com. You try and say it. Did you spell it right? Yep. Well, it does say assiduous. So I said it. Okay. I nailed it. What's the definition? She's like super awesome and nice. Something like that. Although, after she started, the abuses began to surface. Showing great care and perseverance. Yeah, I told you. But then, shit started to happen when she started. Oh, is she like a... um, Angel of death? I don't know. Like, She's a real cunt. <laughs> like a like a caregiver, like a nurse that goes in and kills people? She, She's a caregiver. I wouldn't say she kills people. People probably died under her care. Mm. But she tortured people. Okay. Mm. Okay. <laughs> I'm already. Um, so, shortly after... Uh, I guess not shortly after. No, this was like six years later. Anyway, this kid, 16-year-old boy, comes wandering into town from the homestead. The orphanage was like a homestead. They had a couple acres and shit. Uh, He was missing an arm. He was filthy. He didn't have any shoes on. People were shocked. And they're like, what the fuck happened? He told the story of his sister and his friend, Bella Hunter, and how they were forced to wear boys' clothes as punishment. I mean, that's not huge, but... But Bella was also made to do menial work, and when she was done, she was locked in a room by Rosa. And uh, this is how she was arrested. Doesn't sound crazy. Just some work and being locked in a room. Hmm. Um, So she was charged. Where is that? Uh, On three counts of aggravated assault and battery, but only found guilty on one account. And would you like to guess how much she was fined for this? $50. 20 Plus court costs, so it could have been 50. But that's also American. In the 1860s. In 1860s. 1870s. So in today's amount, that's like $200. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, after she got out, she was allowed to go back. She only got charged on one account. It's no big deal. She did her time. The other kids did will be her fine. Time, she paid $20. But she was furious. So she hired a large 19-year-old boy who she paid to beat the smaller children just to delight her. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Did she go on to be the principal at Matilda's school? Yes, exactly. Putting people (laughs) in Iron Maidens and shit. Um, At one point, she locked a four- or five-year-old kid in the outhouse in the uh, frigid cold. Hmm. And the only reason he got out was because a couple of men heard him screaming as they walked by. Uh, she converted the basement into a dungeon with shackles and torture devices. The chokey. And children were left to just hang on the shackles and die. So, yeah. Oh. It's a pretty happy place. Eventually, she was charged with mismanagement and violation of many, and the violation of many innocent children. And, uh, yeah, then she was gone. And the sheriff shut it down. I don't know what happened to all the kids. Into the streets? (laughs) Probably. What do they do in the 1800s? Probably nothing. They sent them to asylums. (laughs) (laughs) Then the cycle started all over again. Basically. Um, Now the building is the Soldiers National Museum in Gettysburg. And there are reports of children crying, giggling, tugging on your shirt. 
Um, some claim to see full body apparitions of children and Rosa even. And uh, the chains are still hanging in the basement. Ew, that's, so that's gross. That's all I got for it. It's not a huge story, but creepy little kids laughing at you. I don't like that the chains are still in the basement. Like, I get that it's a historical building, going, yeah. but like, do you really need that part of history? <laughs> I mean, we've slept so much under the rug already. Like, let's but just sweep a little more. Forgotten. What's what's that quote? History. No. Something about forgetting history and it'll repeat. I don't know. Something about forgetting quotes and they'll repeat. <laughs> quotes. 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 I say croats at first, I think. I don't know. I wasn't listening. Yeah, listening to our podcast back, sometimes I'm like, what word did I just say? <laughs> Enunciate, Kate. Enunciate. It's pronounced enunciate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's what I got. All right, The well, second story's cooler, just as short. The title of my word doc is Yukon Ghosts. But it's not that. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> so my next line is uh, just motherfucking kidding. <laughs> it's uh, zombies. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's a ghost, kind of. No, uh, no, it's not. Kind of. So it started off that I was on, like, going through a couple different Yukon websites and things in the Yukon. I was like, oh, here's like an interesting ghost story. Like, here's another thing. There's another place. There's so many haunted places. Oh my god, so many ghosts. And I was like, great. The Yukon is where the ghosts are at. And then somehow <laughs> I ended up on this on their like pr- provincial website. I don't know what it is called. What's up Yukon dot com. Oh, you don't want to say provincial because it's a territory. Is that what you're trying to get at? Because you looked like you were stunned at provincial. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What's the difference between a province and a territory? Do they do they have like? Is that maybe why they don't have? Like, do they have, like, a territorial government site? I don't know. I don't know. What taxes do they have up there? I mean, they're still if, part of Canada. Yeah, but they don't have, have PST. But either does Alberta. Huh. <laughs> yeah, but Alberta has gas. <laughs> yeah, but it's that has nothing to do with provincial <laughs> taxes. <laughs> uh, anyways, so moving on. But, yeah, right. so it's, like, their website that's... About them. About the Yukon Territory. Yeah. Okay. In general. Um, and there's like an entire section that's just paranormal. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go in there and see what kind of paranormal stuff in there. And then they have an entire section dedicated to zombies. Like real zombies. Not like zombie, like actual zombies. Like, oh, we have like a farm of zombies. <laughs> but they have a like, this is why the Yukon is the best place to be in the... Oh, in case of zombies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they'll freeze to death. And yeah, and then like preparation plans, what your family can do, like kind of thing. Yeah, oh, yeah definitely go north in case <laughs> of zombies. Uh, so I got like super distracted by that, and then I just went down a rabbit hole. All right. Um, so we'll first talk a little bit about um, the Yukon website, which is passes. So their website boasts that they are a better place to survive due to the lower population. How most people already have the have wilderness and survival tips or skills i guess is what i meant right um in the winter the zombies would probably be slower or freeze obviously just like you just said um and those who can't survive in the wilderness will just die (laughs) 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 like they legit were just like yeah like not everyone's gonna live (laughs) 
and their their population thing and they're more rugged i assume people up there that makes a lot of sense yeah and then um so they, they and i bet they all have guns yeah exactly yeah and then they basically went to how it'd be go into like a more darwinian um style of survival for sure from, th- from there and survival of the fittest mm-hmm. and they're like but this is like the best place to be um and then they also had links going to uh prepared yukon from there and then the red cross ready because they were also like talking about how there's other things that you need to be prepared for too other than um, zombies. Another article listed that um, the top eight reasons why they'd be the best like to survive there were because of the isolation, the cold, survival gear, food resources, that they have holistic practitioners, that they have the Yukon First Nations that were there before other people infested their <laughs> the <laughs> land. Yeah. Um, they said that their ravens are more likely to deal with the dead for them because they don't have as much garbage for the ravens to pick through. Mm, interesting. Um, and yeah, their populations are just generally more prepared. And then... They had a link to the British Columbia Emergency Preparedness Government site. Okay, hit and me. I was like, I'm well, very excited. What the fuck? Is it going to say we suck and we're not ready for anything? Um, At least where we are slash Vancouver. Well, my well, they didn't link to it actually. They just referred to it, and I was like, uh, What are you talking about? Like, I'm like I've never <laughs> seen this. I'm like, I've been on the Emergency Preparedness site like. A, chillion times because they're like basically we're we're due for like a life changing earthquake earthquake that's gonna like kill us listeners (laughs) there's a chance (laughs) and still we live here yeah there's a chance that our podcast will be no more (laughs) that's how good vancouver island is yeah we'll go down like the titanic live on air i'm gonna go down like that band (laughs) people just stayed on the deck playing i'll just keep playing we'll keep pod until we die sure (laughs) We'll live stream it <laughs> so they'll hear us die. Anyway, continue. So if you guys want to find uh, this website, you can find it at www.gov.bc.ca slash gov slash content slash safety slash emergency dash preparedness dash response dash recovery slash prepared BC slash zombie dash preparedness. Sorry, what was that website again? <laughs> Anyways, it seems like it was a campaign that um, that was preying on the popularity of the zombie movement um, in, or- yeah. in order to get people to just have... Be prepared. Yeah, the bare basics of preparedness, like um, having a half tank of gas on you always, uh, wait, on your car, not on you. If you Carry it. <laughs> Carry it. <laughs> Food and water. Yeah. Supplies. Ha- yeah, having an emergency kit, having out of contact or out of um, province contact and basically just having a plain basic plan of survival um and it was a plane would be helpful you say a plane yeah you said a plane basic plan and i thought plane oh okay (laughs) i was like yeah i guess a plane would be (laughs) depends on the emergency so they also released this really weird animated video the zombie apocalypse has begun and i'm here to eat your brain nice to meet you mr zombie but I'm afraid you'll never succeed. Huh? But I've already eaten your neighbors. That's because they weren't properly prepared. My family is ready for all emergencies, including zombie attack. Don't be ridiculous. There's no escape. Well, anyway, zombie. <laughs> my family has followed the three rules of emergency planning. Know the risks. Make a plan. Create an emergency kit. But the zombies always win. 
Not this time, Bucko. You've picked on the wrong little girl. Or, 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 or. I've been foiled. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't even blow his head off no they literally just had like a nice conversation he looks a little bit like justin trudeau <laughs> and he's been foiled <laughs> and he's been foiled arr, 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 arr. Arr, arr, arr. <laughs> that was fantastic well done who was that yukon did that uh no that was british columbia oh well done and, bc and you can find that uh video at www.youtube.com slash watch question mark b equals dd zero dq six y k u seven k and feature equal u2 dot b <laughs> okay so she said there was three things for survival, whatever. I don't remember what she said exactly. But what are the three things? She, they didn't even mention what they were. She just said, my family does these three things to survive. What are they? Uh, it was or maybe I just wasn't paying attention. Uh, I think I had something to do. No, there's like five things. I thought she said that we, we do the three things. Maybe I was wrong. Mm. No, they they have like having an emergency <laughs> no. kit. They had the out of province contact. They had the oh, that's just all it is. Okay, after, like it's yeah, it's the uh, these are the basic fucking things that you need to survive in an emergency. <laughs> fair enough. Do I have all those things? I'm only at a quarter tank right now. <laughs> I got a full tank of gas. Mm-hmm. I got a case of water right there. I got out of province contact. What else do we need? Um, a basic plan. Yeah, I got that. Yeah. Uh, and I got a bunch of shit that'll help me survive in the wilderness. Yeah, I think you're fine. Cool. Yeah. Um, the, on the website, they also have a five-day blog from a survivor um, from the five days, like, from the outbreak to the finish of the outbreak. Okay. <laughs> Which include great lines such as, day one, 3 p.m., epidemic. Unbelievable. Media have confirmed the infected are attacking healthy people. The final symptom of infection? overwhelming need to eat brains <laughs> <laughs> so they're going old school yeah, zombie they're going yeah like night of the living dead yeah zombie yeah nice uh 5 p.m power out and phone lines cut if necessary i have extra batteries and solar power um hand crank charger for my laptop and smartphone these may be my only sources of communication for a while like, uh-oh and then um my response is but yes you're with use your limited resources to update your blog about your survival. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously. <laughs> um, days one and two did include like tips, um, tips like such. Make sure that you have your regular medicines in your kit, um, some extra money. Um, day three itself was just uh, the close encounter. They're scraping along the sides of the house. The blinds are down, but there's definitely something outside. I can see a silhouette now. Looks unnatural. Limbs all wrong angles. Zombie. Now what? I'm prepared, but battling enraged cannibals, that's a stretch. What the heck was that? Sounds like breaking glass in front of the house. This is it. Footsteps. Definitely not human. Dragging there inside. And that's all day three was. There was no tips. It was just complete. Well, she was going to die. Yeah, dramatic, like... Then the day four included evacuation tips, um, and it just started with, it was very like R.L. Stein, where like a big cliffhanger would 
like like she was about to die yeah and they'd be like oh it was just my friend tommy (laughs) (laughs) tommy forgot how to walk um yeah they had yeah evacuation tips um one of them i had never actually thought of which is leaving an okay sign on your door for people who might come looking for you um saying when you left where you're going yeah that's smart i was like oh yeah shit like if i was to evacuate and then my dad like keeps searching for me i wouldn't want him to like keep searching for me Mm because i'm not there i don't want to be like oh right she went to the they did that stuff in world war ii yeah like there was a big board in town where it's like if people got evacuated they'd leave a message for the people who didn't make it to the evacuation and be like i went or i'm going here yeah yeah smart stuff yeah it's very smart like i wouldn't have thought of that though (laughs) but then what if the crazy raiders of the apocalypse the bad guys who want to take all your stuff and rape you what if they read that and they come find you yeah that's the other thing (laughs) if we're going dark with it Let's not go. <laughs> Let's just think, hey, your dad's going to come rescue you. Yeah, my daddy's going to rescue me. Uh, my mom and I had to convince my dad that if there was a zombie apocalypse kind of thing, that he can't come get me in Nanaimo. He has to let me like try and figure it out on my own. Cause it, How to get to Lake Couchin? Yeah, because it's too dangerous. Like it's, We had to make him promise. We just... Um... You go as far down in Imo Lake Road as you can. Mm-hmm. He goes as far from the other side because it, they both connect mm-hmm. to Lake Couchin. And then you walk it and find each other. Mm-hmm. That's your best bet. You don't want to take the highway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the CDC also has used Zombies in a Preparedness um, campaign with its popularity. Um, and they even have a section of zombie-themed lesson plans that t- uh, teachers can use. Who's this? The CDC. Oh, the CDC. Yeah, yeah, I've heard about that because they say if you're prepared for a zombie attack, you're prepared for most emergencies. Yeah. Yeah. That's smart, right? Yeah. And so I went through that and it was actually like really interesting. I think we could honestly take the CDC thing and make a game for the show. Should we get into that after? You can teach me how you're going to make a game out of it or do you want to go for it now? Well, I haven't figured it out yet. There's a lot of pages. But like, what do you mean? Like, because they have... Um, like there's a lot of thought games and stuff where it's like, this is the story. This is how you figure out who got infected. And oh, how. like it gives you a scenario. Yeah. And how are you going to survive? Yeah. So I was kind of like going through that and I was like, hmm. That'd be, that'd be a good episode. There could be a game. Okay. So the modern zombie came about in 1968 with George Romero's Night of the Living Dead. That's our slow moving, brain eating, classic zombie as we know it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in Return of the Living Dead, they even started saying brains. Brains. But that was in Return of the Living Dead. Mm, so they got smart. A little bit. Very smart. Actually, they did, because in that movie, I'm pretty sure they called an ambulance to eat the EMTs. <laughs> um, <laughs> so obviously, there's like a lot of variations of the zombies since then. Like there's fast moving zombies. There's uh, rage virus zombies. There's yep. different ways that the com- zombies come about. Um, in that Santa Clarita show, there's like good zombies and bad zombies. I never watched that show. What funny. happened with that show? It's good. How did she become a zombie? Um, because she's still alive, right? I uh, she ate at a restaurant. Jipopos or something like that. 
And she became a zombie. Well, they cooked it with these clams <laughs> that were from this uh, rare, like, Ukrainian lake. And they are from the, like, start of, like, a zombie. Okay. Yeah, it's, like, really... But, so did she die? Yeah. Because I think I watched the first episode. And yeah. And she was, like, very alive. She's Yeah, she's still alive. She's still her, but she's, like, super her. But then her body's also decaying. Oh, uh, okay. And she also wants to eat people. Right. It's pretty good. I like it. Good. It's funny. I watched a movie once. It doesn't tell you it's about a zombie, but it's basically this girl has sex with this guy who had just had sex with a corpse, and then she starts going through these weird changes, and everything's fucked up, and she's rotting, and then eventually at the end of the movie, she like her car crashes, and she wakes up again, and she's a zombie. It was just her, the stages of her turning into a zombie, basically. <laughs> That's really weird. It was a fucked up movie, yeah. I've never heard of that. Um, yeah. Or like iZombie is another good zombie show. Like where they're good zombies. Oh yeah, she's a lot very alive too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's also a zombie movie where like a guy helps a girl. Oh, the love one. Um yeah. What's that called? Warm Bodies. Sure. Yeah. All the bullshit zombie movies. <laughs> Let's go back with Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> um, however, there was obviously zombies in literature and television prior prior to that. Some say that Mary Shelley's Frankenstein is even a form of zombie. I'd say that, yeah. yeah. Um, and then obviously there's also Haitian folklore and voodoo, which I have a couple zombie slaves. different zombie examples for you here. And a lot of them are that. <laughs> Yeah, that's what Haitian voodoo did. Yeah. Um, so it's where a dead person is physically revived by the act of necromancy from a bokor or a capulata, which is a voodoo witch or so- sorcerer. Um, Entho, Entho, I think that was supposed to say botanist. Entho botanist Wade Davis who has looked into the pharmacological aspects of zombification, claimed that a living person could be turned into a zombie by introducing powders into the bloodstream, such as like an open wound, um, that included tetrodotoxin, the fatal fatal neurotoxin that's found in the pufferfish. Um, The other things that are in the powders are a plant called Datura, which we'll talk about more later. Um, and then a less scientifically explored component of the powder is the a part of the a recently buried child's brain. <laughs> that was weird. What was that? The ice popped. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But that Haitian shit, the voodoo, Mm-hmm. Like that actually happened, right? Like yeah, that's, that's, that's a fact. But that's what he's looking into. He that this is what the voodoo, how it's making these effects. He like right. he's saying how it happened, is, but it actually did happen, right? It's yeah. not just a myth. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's his explanation for it. I got you. Um, the pharmacological. Although there are some people that dispute that as well. Like how it happened. Yeah. Got you. Anything good? Mm-mm. <laughs> Chad just commented on one of our things. Anything good? I can't see. Somebody's got to live it. Because I just put up a post while you were over there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So there are also zombies, not just in um, the human world, but in nature. Re- oh, yeah. That make- yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. 
I've got two examples here. Let's see if my example okay. matches them. So the very first one, which is I think the one that you're thinking of, which is a zombie ant. Yep. Nailed it. So basically a fungi infects an ant while it's out forage, foraging um, with its spores and it takes over its body, it hijacks its central nervous system uh, and basically forces the ant to climb up some sort of um, vegetation and clamp down so it's stuck there. Um, and then from there it will kill the drone and the um, fungi spore will um, release a stalk that will grow out and then release more um, spores so the other ants foraging will come round right. and, and the cycle keep repeats it going. and repeats and repeats it's pretty metal yeah nasty <laughs> i have something related to that what you know that thing you get when cats scratch you uh cat scratch fever hypoplasm so i don't know what the fuck it's called but you know that thing that like everybody has Mm-mm. you don't know what i'm talking about no well when you get scratched by a cat, if it has this, like, I don't know what you would call is, it. Is it like a toilet disease because they step in their own pee? No. Well, maybe. But it's like an infection. Let me see if I can find it. You keep, tell is it me cat about, scratch fever? Like, basically. Okay. <laughs> but it makes people, like, take bigger risks. Like, a lot of people who die on motorcycles have it. Um, what? Yeah. Like a lot of, they found most people who died in motorcycle accidents have had this thing because it makes them take bigger risks. Um, shit. I'm going to try and find this really quick. Okay. While you do that, how about I tell you about spider yes. zombies? Do it. Gross. <laughs> Nasty. Um, so the, so with spiders, there's a parasite type of female wasp that will find a spider and sting it into submission, laying her eggs in the spider's abdomen. The larva will then drink the spider's blood, which to me is a little bit more like vampirish. Um, and then while the hypnotized spider continues to do spider things, the larva will inject the spider um, with a chemical that compels the spider to build it a web that can like withstand it building a cocoon there. So once it's um, built a web good enough for them to cocoon on, mm-hmm. they will then drain the rest of the life out of the spider and discard of its body and then climb out and build their cocoon to go into the next stage of their life. And then again, repeat that cycle. That's awesome. Nasty. <laughs> I found this thing. Got sketch fever. It's called toxoplasmosis. Never heard of it. Okay, well, more than 40 million people in the United States have it. Um, It's basically just like an infection that like if they bite you or scratch you, they get into you and it can cause you to be more reckless in life. A lot of people who have it. There's no cure? I don't think so. Hmm. But rats get it Mm -hmm. and then it causes the rats to be attracted to cat's urine so they go closer to cats, and then the cat kills the rat, and then the rat infects the cat by the cat eating the rat. That makes and then sense. Yeah. Just similar things. You never heard of toxoplasmosis? No. You should look into it, because you probably have it. I don't think I have, have that. <laughs> I don't think I do. I'm not reckless at all. Look at you. <laughs> Doing a podcast. <laughs> so reckless. Wild. All right. So why don't I tell you some real-life zombie cases? Do it. Or reanimation of the dead or whatnot. So let's start with probably what I would say is one of the most famous ones. So in 2012, Florida man. (laughs) 
Talking bath salts. <laughs> yeah. Um, Rudy Eugene stripped himself naked and attacked a homeless man eating about 80% of the man's face. Um, when the police arrived, they were forced to open fire on him and he withstood more bullets than his body should have before actually dropping. Um, it was speculated that he was on PCP or bath salts, but a toxicology report came back saying that only small amounts of marijuana were in his system. Mm, sounds like a zombie. Mm-hmm. The fact that that happened and then the world didn't go into zombie protection mode means we're not prepared. I remember it happening and my first instinct being fucking zombies. Me too. Like, <laughs> it's real. It's real. Um, I've got to go a little bit further down because I thought I kept them together, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's Florida Man Part 2. It's always fucking Florida Man. Mm-hmm. How did he get back up after all those shots? Well, this is a different Florida Man. <laughs> oh, there's more than one Florida Man. Of course there is. <laughs> so, it's more fun to think there's only one. A 19-year-old college student left a restaurant that he had been dining with his parents, displeased with the service. Um, he walked past an open garage where a couple was, and he, I think he also stripped himself naked. Um, anyways, he, he had attacked this couple with no, um, like, provocation at all mm-hmm. and he stabbed them and then he also stabbed the neighbor who tried to help um when authorities arrived he was yeah he was naked <laughs> <laughs> and he was eating chunks of flesh from the couple like ripping it off like with his teeth like a nasty like wild animal um and he, he was hungry yeah and he was described making animal noises as well what was the reasoning behind it do they ever say no. I feel so bad for you right um, It took a stun gun and a police dog to get him away from the bodies. And it was suspected that it was either flocka or, again, bath salts. Um, Did you say flocka? Yeah, I don't know What's what that, that is. That sounds like I'll look it up. some sort of weird bath salty kind of thing. <laughs> um, because he had been out with his fraternity brothers prior to dinner with his parents. Um However, he didn't exhibit any other symptoms associated with those drugs, and the toxicology report again came back clean. But prior to this event, he had been a model student. Shit. Yeah. Um, it looks like flock was some kind of drug. Cool. Similar to bath salts. Ah, there you go. Flock versus bath salts. I'm not reading all that. <laughs> Um, so in 1962, a man named Clervius Narcisse died in Haiti um, after admitting himself to the hospital. Um, however, he was spotted by his own sister in a marketplace in 1980. He claimed that hmm. he had memories of his own death being buried alive and being put into a death-like trance by a boko. Um, bokor. That's what... Bokor? Bokor. I wrote Boko, but it was Bokor. Is that like a voodoo guy? Yeah, we talked about that earlier. Pay attention. But the word. Yeah. I don't remember it's like you a saying sorcerer. Bokor. Yeah. You said that earlier? Yeah. Oh, my bad. <laughs> okay. Voodoo priest? Yeah, voodoo priest. Um, when he was dug up, he was brought to a plantation where he served as a zombie-like slave. Yeah, I read this story Yeah, before. after two years, he escaped, but he claimed he didn't return to his village until after his brother had passed away because it, he believed that his brother is the one that had made the deal with the Bokor. 
Um, oh, shit. Wade Davis, the guy that I talked about before who investigated this case, discovered the key to zombification was the Datura plant that we talked about mm-hmm. um, that can cause hallucinations, delirium, confusion, psychosis, psychosis and amnesia. Um, although it was never proven that this substance was used on this particular man. But it probably was. Mm-hmm. Probably. <laughs> Um, a two-year-old from Bellum, Brazil, Kevin Santos, was pronounced dead. His body was placed in a body bag for three hours, like an airtight plastic one, uh, while his parents made arrangements for his funerals. During the for his funeral, during the wake, a, fam- a family members noticed him moving. He sat up, asked for a glass of water, and then fell over. He Shit. was then rushed back to the hospital, <laughs> where he was pronounced dead for a second time. Fuck. There was another similar event in 2014 in the Philippines where a three-year-old girl woke up during her funeral. She had been pronounced dead at the hospital after suffering from a high fever. Um, she was then prepared and placed in a coffin, but she had only been comatose, and that's why she woke up. So that hospital just sucks. So they just didn't check her pulse? Yeah, they're like, eh. She's asleep. Get her. Get her in the hole. Um. A Haitian woman was pronounced dead and placed the same day in her family's tomb. Three years later, she was spotted by a friend near the village. Her identity was confirmed by her family due to a unique birthmark that was on her face. She was mute and unable to feed herself. It was determined that she was suffering from a catatonic schizophrenia, but her family accused her husband of zombifying her. Um, how she got out of the tomb and survived for three years, no one knows. Huh. Yeah, if she can't feed herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's like uh, back in the day, they used to bury people with like the string in their hand that was attached to a bell on the surface. A dead ringer. There you go. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I, I told you the story where we went to the graveyard to look at my uncle's uh, grave. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and there is like kind of an indent in a bunch of the graves. And I'm like, is this where they used to like, is that for dead ringer things? Like, what is this? And then my dad's like, they're for putting flowers. <laughs> um, which scientist was it that like attached a phone to a grave because he thought he could talk to the dead after? There was some scientist, I swear, that did that. I don't know. Sounds like some... Bullshit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even going to look into it. I don't care that much. Yeah. Next week. Next week. A woman named Felicia Felix Mentor died in 1907, but reappeared in 1936, dazed and disheveled, laughing maniacally and referring to herself in both both third and first person. Um, it, it's been considered to either be a mistaken identity or schizophrenia case, um, but locals say it's a result of pharmacological zombification. To back up the claims that this was a mistaken identity, she was examined by a doctor and she did not have the same leg fracture that the original Felicia had. A clone. Mm. Well, she was also just like a six-year-old woman that could have looked sort of like her. <laughs> could have looked sort of. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, I, I guess that, it was 30 years. Yeah. I think that's the last good one that I have. Um, other, the only other thing that I have is um, a quote from Max Brooks, who was the author of... The Zombie Survival Guide. Yeah, and World War Z. World War Z. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> it's Canada. <laughs> Whatever, Canada. I read uh, 
the survival guide one. Yeah, I read it too. Um, he said that zombies are popular because other monsters may threaten an individual person, but zombies threaten an entire human race. And I'm like, fuck yeah. I like, like, I have to think, if I look at the literature that I read a lot, it's definitely, like, something that the whole world is facing are the ones that appeal to me. So I like zombies. I like Mm -hmm. post-apocalyptic. I'm reading Bird Box right now. I love the movie. Again, that's very similar, that there's creatures, monsters, preying on everyone. Yeah. Not just, like, one particular person and their personal demons. Mm-hmm. Like the stand, an entire flu oh, that's great. takes out the majority of the population, yeah. and now, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an argument that, like, unless mm-hmm. it's like the Walking Dead zombies, where everybody's infected, and if they die, they turn. Mm-hmm. That a zombie apocalypse is impossible to happen. Why? Because it won't be able to spread from town to town because people will die too quickly. So they won't make it to the next town. And the next town will figure it out and save themselves. Hmm. So it wouldn't spread the planet. It would be confined to one town where it started. Or a certain area. Yeah. Unless it was some sort of biological warfare. Yes. Unless it was like everybody has it. But that's what The Walking Dead is. Is that everyone has it? Yeah. But if it's like the original zombie plot where you have to be bitten. Yeah. It's basically impossible to spread. I don't think so. Well, it's that's a thing that people talk about. I don't know where the information's from, but you can look into it. Yeah, well, maybe, yeah, I guess, with the having to be bitten kind of thing. Yeah, it has to be spread in, like, a different way. It'll mm-hmm. definitely come in, like, some sort of, like, flu or... Um, airborne disease. Airborne disease. Yeah. Yeah, very pandemic kind of style. If. Big if. Mm-hmm. I'm more worried about the earthquake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll rip through this. Okay. This is close to Gettysburg as well. Okay. It's called, how would you pronounce that word? Hair Tavern. Hair Tavern. H-E-R-R. Uh, some background of the building. It was built in 1815 by Todd Sweeney during his ownership. Sweeney Todd? Thomas Sweeney, yeah. Oh. Could be, but Todd's not Tom. <laughs> I heard Todd. <laughs> Thomas Sweeney. Wait, what's Todd short for? Toddler. Toddler. <laughs> okay. Accepted. Toddus. Toddus. Toddathan. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Uh, during his ownership, the famous bandit that I never heard about, Davy Lewis, became associated with the tavern and he used it as his base of operations for counterfeiting money. Sweeney lost the tavern to bankruptcy, bankruptcy in 1827 and it was taken over by Frederick Hare, which is now named after. Same with the, uh, the ridge that it sits upon. <laughs> Uh, there were rumors that Fred was also into counterfeiting and laundering money through the building. Uh, prior to the Civil War, Fred even became part of the Underground Railroad. Ooh. So he's not all bad. He might have counterfeited money, but he helped the blacks. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> he's, he's kind of like a Robin Hood of sorts. 
Yeah, there you go. That's perfect. Um, but then, when the Battle of Bet- Gettysburg began, the tavern was right in the middle of everything. Uh-oh. Wounded soldiers were dragged in off the battlefield, and eventually it was turned into a field hospital. The beds were covered in blood, bodies, the tables were used for operating, and uh, convalescent men covered the entire room. What's the entire convalescent building. mean? Healing men. Oh. Um, they even as they sawed off limbs they would just chuck them out the window to collect them later gross I know you're nasty Um, hair tavern would go on to be many things it was a tavern it became somebody's house and eventually became a dairy and then it closed down for many years like a dairy like it's in milking yeah okay but now many years later it is owned by a man named Steve Wolf, who has turned it into one of the finest restaurants in the area. Ooh. Um, and Steve and his staff have accepted that the tavern is haunted. I wonder if they serve a keto menu. <laughs> Why? So I can eat there? <laughs> Do they have meat? Give me bacon. <laughs> uh, years ago, when Steve was uh had just closed up he was counting the till he was having a beer with a friend of his and uh they had locked the front door and it swung open and smashed the wall like fucking violent and they heard the sound of heavy booted feet walk towards them and stopped in front of them and a voice out of nowhere said can i order a beer they froze and said nothing. And again, the voice said, can I order a beer? Then you'd be like, sure. Yeah. They said nothing. What do you want? They heard the boots turn around and walk out the door. Pissed off probably because he didn't get a beer. Yeah, I would have offered him something. I'd be like, what kind do you want? Like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we got lucky on tap. <laughs> I don't think they have lucky there in Gettysburg. <laughs> no? Probably not. Lucky's I think that's a Canadian, a Canadian thing, thing, yeah. Damn it, Canada. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the staff have reported forks being driven into the floorboards and tables. Um, sometimes a man stands at the end of the bar, and as people go up to serve him, he disappears. Well, that's rude. I know. Uh, tr- the trap door in the basement, like the, they store food in and shit, yeah, like is cellar. always heard like slamming open and closes if it's being used. Sometimes there's a severed leg that's seen walking through a wall. Just one leg. <laughs> Where's my owner? Exactly. Uh, chef once heard a tray full of dishes crash to the floor, and when he went to look, nothing had happened. That's pretty dramatic. Uh, Fred's wife, Susan, Fred was that other owner, owner um, is often seen holding a baby and looking at the master bedroom. She's also seen walking down the stairs and going into the attic. So... We can for sure put this place on the list in Gettysburg as an awesome place to go check out because it's super haunted. You can check us on our live tour, 2020. 2020, that's so soon. That's awesome. <laughs> all right, that's all I got. That's it? But it's a great stat, like that one where the guys walk into yeah, the Yeah, I bar. like that a lot. Yeah, that was pretty I should have ended with that one. I should be like, dude, I just want to know what he wants. Like, now he wanted like, a beer. Yeah, I know, but like what kind? <laughs> Well, it's from 1800s. They only so. had one guy. Yeah. Which is like the ale or the whiskey. 
<laughs> Basically. That's fair. But yeah, that's a very haunted tavern, and I'd like to eat there. I as well. And we could check out the, the children chains in the basement of the uh, National Soldier Museum in Gettysburg as well while we're there. I don't want to do that. <laughs> well, I'm going. Fair. How'd we do? Doing good. Yeah. All right. Do you have anything else? I'm pretty much good. Hmm. Yeah, I guess there's no weddings to plan this week, so. Well, Michael's dead. <laughs> <laughs> So that plan you heard last week, if you hit up Katie via SasquatchAmyBaby at gmail.com or Twitter or Instagram, you know, you heard us earlier, you could, uh, you can marry her. <laughs> <laughs> With like her beating up your exes, I think is what happened. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? Oh, yeah. I forgot my- all <laughs> part of the wedding. <laughs> All right, well, bye, friends.